daily we're called to action. When you hear that, Ryan Chittister, Chitty, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, when you hear that call to action or daily action, what do you think of? What, what comes to your mind? Activating our faith. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Do you believe in life after addiction? You better believe it. Now, the host of Life After Addiction. Oh my gosh, he's dancing again. Here we are. <laughs> dude, I can't help it. When I hear that theme song come on, dude, it just puts me in the mood. In a room full of people talking about politics. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. Life After Addiction. I'm Adam Comer, and that guy right there is Ryan Chittister, and we are on episode seven of the new series, and we're in this little mini series, the new video series of the podcast. Um, You can catch it on uh, YouTube if you're just someone who's been listening to this and you have heard the other 55 episodes. Go check us out. We're on video uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, And before we get going, we're in this little mini series called The Four Pillars. Before I intro that, I just kind of want to address... We wear the same things a lot. Uh, it's it's S2L gear, this hoodie, this hat, the T-shirt that we haven't plugged in a few episodes. I'm going to go ahead and do that because <laughs> hopefully these hoodies and this hat, maybe in the future of when you're watching this, they'll be for sale. But it, the T-shirt's for sale now at S2L.net. And anytime you buy anything like that, uh, the proceeds of that is going to go to our scholarship fund, uh, which just helps people who can't afford to come to the program come to the program. Mm-hmm. And we are really intentional about doing that at S2L Recovery. Uh, we've given a lot of scholarship out uh, year to date and every year. But buy a shirt, the good shirt, probably the best fitting shirt that I've ever worn. It yeah, makes, me nice. look, makes me look kind of swollen on the shoulders. Uh, the women's shirts are amazing. There's male and female. Uh, one says live free, and then the other one just says freedom and the, the eagle like the iron eagle clad and then one's kind of feathery. So, and on the back, it just says freedom and, um, man, they're nice. But anyways, we're, if you're, if you're tracking, you know that we're in this final little episode of the mini series called the four pillars, four pillars is something that we teach, uh, at S2L. And it's really just kind of a vehicle that drives practically drives to the, the seven principles of lost and found recovery in Christ. And today, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about action call to action. You've heard us talk about God's word prayer, good fellowship, and today is the final rendition called Call to Action, that daily we're called to action. When you hear that, Ryan Chittister, Chitty, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, when you hear that call to action or daily action, what do you think of? What what comes to your mind? Activating our faith. Ooh. You know, applying biblical principles to our life, you know. Activating our faith reminds us that we have been called to a higher purpose. You know, um, it continues to fill our cups. um, And it just reminds me of a story in my own life. You know, Um, I started going to school, I would say about three years ago now um, with Williamson College, in which we partnered with. And we talked about that. Has it been three years? Yeah, I'm 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 currently in my third year. Wow. Yes. It's been a while. Um, Wow. But yeah, as far as, you know, a call to action, I knew that God was calling me deeper in my relationship with him. Um, And I knew that it was going to look like um, getting back into school um, in a Christian education type environment. 
Um, and through this ministry and people that you knew, I met Brian Thomas yeah. um, and he, in, he introduced me to the college. And I just knew that was something the Lord had called me to, to continue to not only develop my knowledge um, of the things of God, but also just the spiritual discipline. Um, I've always risen to the occasion. I've noticed whenever I have a healthy amount of pressure applied to me mm. and school has, has, has provided um, me with that. Um, and that's something that, man, I dove face first in. I got overwhelmed the first year. Brian, you can probably testify on behalf of that. I would call him a couple of times, stressed out, you know, thinking about quitting, coming up with every excuse. I actually remember vividly a phone call I had with Brian specifically, and he may not know this, but I remember in the midst of our conversation, talking to him about how overwhelmed I was and how it's too much for ministry and school Mm -hmm. and all these different things. And he would share stories about how he had children and a marriage when he was going to school and all these variety of things. And in that moment, like, you know, when you realize you're making excuses for things and justifying and rationalizing what agenda you're trying to push yourself I caught myself in that moment Mm. doing that. And I just remember having a reassurance from the Lord that, man, God has called me to this and his provision is going to see me through. Yeah. And man, I could just tell you the growth, the fruit that I've seen since that God's using education, higher education, college, uh, Williamson College. Uh, I could just tell you the fruit, the growth that you've had, the closeness that you've had with the Lord since um, your ability to teach since the since you've started, your ability to articulate and understand theology and philosophy of addiction and things like that, man, it's really beautiful. And just a quick plug, hey, we're sponsored by Williamson College. No, we're not. But hey, think about it. Uh, they have, for any alumni, any staff member, intern, uh, current and SR, service recipient students, what we call them, um, Man, there is a scholarship, an S2L scholarship, a a 50% off scholarship if you've come through the program. And they give you three college, three credits uh, for completing our program. Uh, It's an amazing thing. We talked about this before, but how amazing is that, that a college, you know, puts their, puts their faith in action as we're talking about today. And if you met the faculty and the staff and the professors, you would understand. I mean, they are just absolutely amazing. And each one of them has a calling and an anointing on their life. You know, I've been to other, I've been to universities, I've been to junior colleges, I've been to community colleges, man, they genuinely love you, know you by name and care about you. I've never in my life had professors message me, hey, Ryan, I'm praying for you. God will get you through this. He has called you to higher things and things of that nature, man. They don't, they'll never understand what that does for for the the students that they teach. And I I went back to college a a few years ago, graduated a few years ago from Liberty as well as before I knew really about Williamson or I would have taken advantage and, and gone to Williamson. But Man, it is possible. It does seem doomy. I mean, especially with kids and ministry and making sure you have time for your wife, things like that, you know, late hours, early mornings. Um, but it's faithful. Man, Carl's in school, too. Carl, you're at Come Williamson, on. right? You're Come at Williamson. On. Shout out, Carl. Do the professors pray with you? They yeah. don't? Oh, my goodness. Carl, <laughs> stop, what are you stop. doing? Stop. No, they don't. But anyways, man, let me. T- that's a great story about action and, and walking in obedience when it's something you don't want. And I remember... Uh, and I'll take it way back, way back in the day. Um, I was at the lodge. I was a student, and I had done some awful things, man. Obviously, like a lot of guys, uh, when we have that desire that we talk about, yeah. um, and Second Peter, and you drop the mic, uh, how we can escape the desires. But when we've done some awful things to to feed that desire to worship self. And one of those things that I've done um, 
I stole like an antique shotgun from my father-in-law, my wife's father. Um, and you know, he's not, he's not like a gun guy, but it was an heirloom from his father from World War II as a German shotgun. And it was just out in his garage. And, you know, I don't even know, I stole it and pawned it for drugs. And I don't even think he knew it was gone. Like he never shot it, never, you know, did any of that. And, um, man, I can't, I was at S2L. I was at the lodge and just had this conviction and heard like a class of stepping out of your comfort zone, being bold, doing action. Yeah. And I felt the conviction of the Lord. Um, I would have amazing worship services at like catapult or church and just have all the feels, right? You're feeling great. And then, and it's not all about the feels, but everyone knows what I'm talking about when you, when you're just, you know, you're feeling the presence of God and you're just in a good place. And then on the drive home in the van, I'd get hit with one of those arrows of, Hey, you're a thief. Don't forget Adam. You think no one knows, but you know, God knows that you stole this and it would just suck the life, the joy out of the room, man. And I felt convicted that I'm supposed to confess, not only repent to God, I sinned against God and God alone, uh, but confess to my father-in-law that I did this. Now that seems like the right thing to do, but man, I had just started restoring things with my wife. She didn't talk to me for two months that I was at S2L, our first month or something like that. No letters, wouldn't receive a phone call, nothing. She was leaving. And by this point, God was restoring our marriage. And and actually, this is crazy. She was actually planning her first weekend visit to Middle Tennessee to come see me. And now all of a sudden, I'm feeling convicted to call her dad and tell him something he doesn't know. And in my head... You know what was going through it. This is going to ruin everything. Yeah. You're, you say this, Adam. No one's ever going to know. But if you confess to this, she's definitely not coming this weekend. And number two, you're, probably is the final straw. She's probably going to divorce you just because, you know, you've offended the family, the, 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 all of that. And so I pressed through it. I pressed through it. I was like, okay, God, I'm going to be obedient. You know, when I say that I don't care, I'm serving you whether you restore my marriage or not. I'm serving you whether I have to go to jail or not. I'm serving you no matter what. I had to, I meant that. And so I said, okay, I had the phone. Uh, I remember it was, the house phone used to be a little cell phone. And I remember getting in the van in the driveway just so it could be quiet. And, and I just dialed the number and <clears throat> hit send. And it rang. I was like, don't hello? And I said, Hey, his name's Joe. He's a godly man. He's a pastor. I said, Hey Joe, this is Adam. And I just began to confess to him and tell him that I'm going to do everything I can to get it back. And, and I'm sorry. And then I, I sh- you know, just shame filled. And man, you know how, um, how many times have we said it wasn't that bad? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. He wasn't happy. And he definitely said some things to me and, and he was hurt and all of that. But man, God used that moment to show me that I could trust him. Even if it ended ba- it ended up being like he was able to show me the grace and love of God that you know in ways that I've just really have not experienced. And and another way with my buddy Brett, I should have told that story too. But it was like he was showing me the, the love of Christ. And and man, it changed I was like, whoa. But then now, the whole point of it wasn't about me getting forgiven, not getting forgiven. The whole point of it was when that arrow shot at me mm-hmm. about being a thief, it no longer can suck the joy out of me. It's like, 
Yeah. Yeah, I called him and told him, remember? Yeah. Yeah, get behind me, Satan, and that mm. kind of thing. And it was like, man, God, grow me through that. And that's what the whole point of like, you feel led to do something. You are obedient to do it. Why? Because now that I was, if I wouldn't have done that, that would have still been darkness in my life. But by being obedient and having that call to action, man, I drug the darkness into the light, kicking and screaming, and that darkness had to flee. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's powerful, man. And that brings me into my first scripture. Um, and it's James one twenty two through 24. And it says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. Man. And man, that just reminds me that we must allow God's word to take root in our lives. Um, I remember leaving here, for those who don't know, I, I came through this program three times. And so, you know, I was just like that man upon leaving here that first time. Yeah. You know, I knew what God's word said. I knew he had forgiven me. I knew I was a new creation. Um, I knew I was made whole again. I knew I was in right standing with God because of my faith in Christ. But man, I still stumbled and mm. I look back and it, it had everything to do with me applying the things that I had learned. And I know it sounds simple, but it's profound because it really means something. It really matters. Um, I was easily, you know, back to being my own God, not with my mm. words, but with my actions. You know, I would pray on occasion. OK, yeah, I'll throw up some prayers here and there. I would read the word on occasion. You know, if I got my devotional, I checked that box off. Um, I would go to church on occasion if I felt the need to, and it quickly crumbled before me. And, you know, you do this um, display in one of the four pillars classes that Comer used to do, and he has the four pillars, and he puts them on a table, you know, and he takes one out, and he'll drop a water bottle on it. And, you know, it may shake, and it may fall, but there's a chance that it might stand. But you take another one of those pillars out, and it's soon going to crumble um, and that foundation, whenever it's not built and established on those four pillars, man, it's a real thing. I see yeah. guys when they call me and hear from them, you know, well, where's your, where's your God's word? Where's your fellowship? Yeah. Where's your action? Where's your prayer? And you know, n 10 times out of 10, one of those pillars is missing. Yeah. And I forgot who I was in Christ. I had allowed the enemy to infiltrate my mind and my heart and convinced me that my position in Christ changed due to maybe an action that I did upon leaving here. Yeah. Uh, man, amen. And uh, Ryan and I want to be clear. We're, we're not saying perfection. There's going to be days that you miss a pillar. Absolutely. But if those days stack up, man, that should be a major flag that, hey, you're off track. We think that this is something as a godly man or woman, regardless if you've ever battled an addiction, these are biblical principles. Mm -hmm. And so every day we want to encourage you to do these. And if you miss a day of reading, you miss a day of fellowship or prayer or or action points that you feel led and now you're convicted the next day that you didn't do it. Know that it's not like a, you don't start over and get a white chip and say, Hey, um, you know, this is my first day now. Every, I've ruined every progress. No, no, no. Correct it. Dive into the word, do these things, make it a part of your life, make it a part of who you are. And, you know, just being clear about saying that and, you know, an action point, uh, being, being a man or woman of action, uh, man, that's what God's called us to. I think there was, we were listening to a song a little bit ago, me, Ryan and Carl, and, and, uh, it was a Lecrae song and, uh, it was an old school Lecrae song. And one of the guys on one of the songs, I think his name's Tadashi, Tadashi, 
Uh, but he said, we're not just sitting in our houses summarizing what we read, mm. right? We're not just sitting around summarizing what we read. But he's like, go and make a scene for the Lord. And in a way, like, spirit-filled, do action, right? If we are believing that from the rooms of recovery comes the revival of a nation, it has to be beyond these walls. Yeah, It has to be action points. And that doesn't mean that you're on a soapbox and you're, townspeople, I cometh to bear to you the word of God. Surround me. Maybe that's what you're called to do, but it might be engaging in a conversation, engaging in a ministry, engaging at your church, serving. Uh, it might be making a phone call like I had to. Uh, which brings me to a point about giftings, man. Um, I don't know. I, I believe that there's natural gifts and there's spiritual gifts. And I think a lot of times God God um, will give you a spiritual gift that complements your natural gift, right? And I mean, I don't know. I, I could be off on some of this. I need, a, I need to study up. But I know there's a lot of different opinions on giftings and things like that. Uh, but discernment is something that I think a lot of people have that struggle with addiction. Uh, there's been surveys that, uh, that have shown that people who have battled chemical dependence have high IQs. Mm-hmm. doesn't seem like it, right? but we do. And if you think about how many lives and personalities and lies that we've had to keep up with and things like that, you're probably not very smart. You have to almost be very smart to, to keep up any kind of life of addiction, right? Without being caught and thrown in jail and all that, or whatever it may be. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. As stupid as, right. As crazy as that sounds. Sorry, Eli, my six year old, we're not supposed to say stupid. So don't, say, don't say stupid. <laughs> and I apologize for everything that comes out of Ryan's mouth. That's right. He's a good guy at heart. No, but I mean, really diving in and understanding um, what that means in the call of action, what those giftings mean. And, and for me, discernment, like I said, was one. Um, and, and, and really, I just mean being able to, like, I think a gifting that I had, a worldly gift or a natural gift, was being able to notice things and check, like, facial tics or if someone adjusted and just picking up on physical cues. And man, when I was serving Adam or whatever, I used that and I played professional poker. You know, I played in the World Series, just really, really a, just a life of, I guess that was probably even an addiction at some point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't, it was no longer poker. It was like the Matrix, man. I just saw it, didn't have to think about it and all the stats and all the, every, all the odds, it just came to me. And I was also, what came to me naturally is I could look at someone and just be like, oh, you're bluffing, <laughs> you know, in bed or whatever, just because their eye twitched, you know, something silly like that. But discernment's different. Discernment is discerning of spirits and things like that. Uh, but also if something's heavy on someone. And I always tell the guys when I teach this class, man, God's, God will call you to action, whether it be um, conviction of your spirit or direction in his word. And if you have a gifting of discernment or whatever, even if we don't even talk about giftings, but if you see that someone is struggling and you feel that you're impressed to talk with them, to encourage them, or just to put your arm around them, do it. Take that step. Walk in obedience to that. Because guess what? If you don't, God will use someone else too at some point, right? And and you're the one that's missing out on that blessing. And you have no idea what it means to that man or woman that day. Like, and there's so much fear involved, like, oh, I'm not going to take that step. I'm not going to walk in Mm -hmm. obedience because what if they think I'm weird? What if they think I'm whatever? And it's like, God's called you to obedience. Who The outcome's not the reason of you going. That's up to God. And just walking into that and being obedient and being called to a place of action is important. Yeah. And to go into what you said, it's like, 
I think a lot of our lack of call to action is fear based. Yeah. You know, it's those feelings of inadequacy or feelings and fears of what other people may think if I do this, you know, um, and that's no place to live. You know, I dwelt there for some time thinking I wasn't worthy of the things that I knew God had called me to yeah. uh, the places in which I knew he was going to use me in. Um, I had to get to a place where, man, this is what the Lord has called me to. I'm going to devote myself to the things of God and know that he is going to bring me through. But that brings me into just my second scripture. And it yeah. kind of correlates with what I, I read in the book of James. And it's second Peter chapter one, verses eight and nine. Yeah. And it says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten what he was cleansed from his sins or that he was cleansed from his sins, you know. And so it says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing. So if you are applying these biblical principles, if you are walking out your faith, it keeps you from being ineffective or unfruitful. And the principles that it's talking about is our seven principles from our lost and found curriculum. You know, add to your faith, virtue to virtue, knowledge, knowledge, self-control. Well, from second Peter, correct. From the very verse that you just read that we get it from. Yeah. yeah. Um, And just applying, you know, these, this scripture and these biblical principles, man, it produces spiritual maturity. Maturity yeah. and growth inside of us. Yeah. And so I've got to continue to apply God's word to my life. And sometimes that may mean physical actions of doing things. And sometimes it's in my prayer closet and mm. spiritual aspects of doing certain things. You know, like you said, praying for that person that God has called me to pray, um, walking into a certain place in my faith that God has called me to walk into, walking into a certain, you know, realm of, of something that, that, yeah. that it may be. So it looks like call, call to action can take a, a, a various forms and um, fashions. Yeah, we could dumb it down for you really easy right here, right now. If you don't know your call to action, do the first three things this series is taught. Maybe your call to action is to dive into that word today. Yeah. Maybe your call to action is to be in prayer today. Maybe your call to action is to have good fellowship today. And so, man, I am so tired of hearing, not tired now because I have, I've, I know how to answer in my heart, um, but so often, and, and guys and gals watching at home, you don't necessarily have this excuse, although you could use a form of it, a variant of it. But so often in the program, guys are like, I'm in rehab, man. How am I supposed to have this action? Yeah. What do you mean by this action? I don't even know, and some guys don't even know, you know, some people feel called and they know what that calling is. Some people kind of feel called and have not really sure what that calling is. Some people have no clue. Uh, One thing we know for sure, the Word of God says, for all believers to go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name Mm. of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that's your calling, right? How you get to that, how you disciple, how you uh, bring God glory, that's different for everyone. And if you don't know what that is, stop being lazy. Something as easy as take out a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. On one side, write down the things that you're good at and your giftings and you enjoy. And on the other side, write down things that you don't. Write down things you're not good at that, that don't stir your affections for Christ, that aren't bringing you joy, and see if anything comes from the page there. Maybe it's writing down. Maybe it's journaling. When it came to prayer, you were talking about prayer journaling. It's being intentional. That's your action. Maybe today... Your action point is a text message to someone. Yeah. Be obedient. Yeah. Be obedient to encourage, to confess, to repent, to whatever it may be, be in action every day. Let me go read my scripture. This is James chapter 2, 
verse 20, and it says this, Do you want to be shown, you foolish, foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? And some versions say faith apart from action is useless. Now, I mean, I don't even think we have to explain this nowadays, and maybe we do, and I'm just, I'm just kind of cold to it or, or talked about it so much. But this doesn't mean anything about working for your, for your salvation. Correct. This doesn't mean anything. This means if you are saved and you see the beauty of Christ, you see the, just the beauty of what God did through the gospel, if you understand these things, if, if you're redeemed and bloodstained child of the kingdom, then, man, that should stir you to want to work works that were that were prepared before time beforehand for you for his people as, as the word says then you should want to dive into these things dive into this work it's not the other way around not working to earn god but because god freely gave you a gift it should desire you to want to work and i want to encourage everyone especially early on in your faith man be humble I don't care what success you've had in your life. I don't care what leadership you've held in your life. I don't care how the opposite of that. I don't care if you've never been successful. You've always failed. You've never had any leadership roles. None of that matters but your obedience. Go and hold a door at church. Go big church, small church. Call your pastor. Call your connection there. Call whoever and say, hey, I want to serve, whether it be Wednesdays, Sundays, Sundays, whatever day you can. I want to serve, and there's no job too small. Or too big. And he might say, or they might say, hey, well, I want you to greet people on Sunday mornings and just hold the door and nod and, and talk to them when they come in. And if you think that's beneath you or if you think that's too much on the other side of it, like, I can't talk to people, that's too hard. Whatever you think, know that you've already missed the mark because it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with God. And you've talked to the spiritual authority in your life that God's placed in your life at your church and he asked you to do something. Your yes is on the table. And watch how God grows you. I came through this program 10 years ago. I was a student. I was, I was a, man, everything was lost. Everything. Marriage destroyed. All my money, savings, relationship with my family, with my friends. Everything's gone. And God restored that, and my yes was on the table, and I scrubbed toilets. I picked up trash. I picked up cigarette butts. I did whatever was called of me. And, man, God, 10 years later, he's called me to be a leader here. And, and I have some authority, and I have some decisions to make. And that wasn't because I wasn't humble and I didn't do action. That was because my yes is on the table. Same thing with making the mm -hmm. documentary. Same thing with doing these things that were this podcast. Yeah. Our yes is on the table. God, if you call us to do this and we can confirm and we make sure it is not just us wanting to, but it is you saying it, I don't care. I've seen too much. My yes is on the table, right? I, I'm just going to do it. I don't. Even if no one ever watches this thing, we're going to sit in this room for 30 minutes once a week or whatever it is, and we're going to do it. Why? Because we feel God called us to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and sometimes it's not this profound sense of, you know, a call to action that I'm, I'm going to do these great and many things. You know, it's, it starts simple, like you said. Yeah. Hey, God's called me to do these certain things. It could be, like you said, picking up trash, praying for somebody else, scrubbing toilets, doing whatever. I, I started out doing all those things as well. You yeah. know, you will gain clarity and direction as you continue to walk with Christ and just have your yes on the table. You know, um, 
biblical principles and applying these things, this call to action, like we said, produces growth. But on the flip side of it as well, if you're struggling in activating your faith and applying these things, I'm just going to read the end of both of the verses I read earlier. And, and it tells us what, what it results in, you know, James one twenty four, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget, forgets what he was like. And then that second Peter chapter one, verse nine, it says, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. So what they're both saying is that we fail when we fail to be doers of the word, we forget our identity in Christ. We yeah. miss the mark. We forget our position in Christ. Well, what happens whenever that firm foundation, right, goes wandering or goes wavering? Well, I've become susceptible to attacks from the enemy. Yeah. I forget that I am worthy of the things God has called me to. I forget the things that God has called me to and equipped me for. So it's essential for that call to action. It allows us and catapults us, man, into our calling and gives us that assurance. The same thing with the verse ending of mine, faith without works, faith without action is useless. Mm -hmm. So guys, I hope that you've really enjoyed this little mini series of the four pillars. Uh, this is episode seven of the podcast. Go back and watch them. If you haven't share them with a friend, um, it's, it's just practical and biblical principles for us to do daily to grow. And it really helps. This is the vehicle that drives the lost and found the seven principles. And so we thank you. Um, should we, should we, uh, no, 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 we better not. We better not. Carl, Carl, we, we messed with him a few episodes ago with the peanut. We have something planned for you. Just so you know, Carl, uh, you handled it. We made fun of you the way that you handled the peanut the first time. Uh, but we want to, we want to, um, we want to talk, talk to you about some of the prayer things that you're going to be doing soon. But, in, in, right. and I want to say that they're going to come out pretty shortly after, this episode i'm not exactly sure which week this episode's coming out but carl's going to be getting involved you're going to hear from emilio uh you're going to hear from brianna hopefully you've heard from bruce every single day for 42 days go and watch that where we're going to have uh maybe travis you're going to hear from yeah, travis that's right uh and then there's some guests that are going to be coming on soon too so guys that's it life after addiction come on Life After Addiction is a production of S2L Recovery. If you have any questions you'd like answered on the podcast, email them to info at springtolife.net. That's info at spring, the number two, life.net. And for more information on addiction recovery, visit s2lrecovery.org. A powerful prayer life does not require hiking a mountain to be able to hear from God. God can meet us right in the middle of our busy lives to help, guide, and speak to us through prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical teaching and encouragement on how you can make prayer a natural and consistent part of your everyday life. I promise it won't require hiking a mountain, but you just might develop the faith to move one. Listen and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.